Santa Barbara, California. Timeless Voyager Radio with Bruce Stephen Holmes. Self-development radio for the open mind. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers in the fields of environmental issues, alternative health care, new psychology, psychic phenomena, UFOs, and extraterrestrial encounters. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. Joe Hall, he is the president of a company called Claris Systems Group, and they exclusively distribute a number of products that clear up electromagnetic fields. Um, you know, a lot of people, of course, have heard for years and years about the dangers of electromagnetic fields. Uh, of course, people have used uh, words like electrosmog and techno-stress. Um, but the most important uh, issue here is that according to a best-selling book uh, by Ellen Sugarman called uh, Warning Colon, the electricity around you may be hazardous to your health. Electromagnetic fields are a problem. Now, uh, they come from power lines, transformers, uh, home appliances, TVs, stereos, microwaves, refrigerators, computers, etc. Uh, a lot of people, of course, have suggested that you should just leave these uh, areas and go to places that don't have home appliances and so on and so forth, but that is not very practical. So what Joe Hall has done is he's been working directly with a research group that has been deeply involved since 1986 in pioneering research into not only the negative environmental effects, but how to resolve them. Uh, welcome to the show, Joe Hall. Thank you, Bruce. A lot of people uh, realize how serious it is. Um, in the last 10 years, we've been, uh, the media has been uh, somewhat uh, good at reporting uh, all the studies that have been done around the world on linking electromagnetic fields and serious illness. And so uh, the electromagnetic fields that we're around are, well, they're omnipresent, as you mentioned in your introduction. Uh, every electrical device we use, all the electrical wiring in our homes and offices um, literally bathe us or immerse us or bombard us with electromagnetic radiation. Now, uh, we've heard, of course, most recently about the dangers of cellular phones. I mean, is that another example? That is definitely an example. Um, and, of course, people, people joke about it and make fun of it, and, and, and we hear that a lot. Uh, and, of course, that's, uh, you know, the standard for media to always, always poo-poo something when, they, when it's first talked about. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we've been deluged for the last 20 years with uh, all kinds of things that could give us cancer. So many of us are a little tired of it, and kind of some people have the attitude that, uh, gee, everything can give me cancer. There's nothing to do about, you know, all the chemicals in our food and pesticides and, you know, a lot of hazards there in our environment. Electromagnetic fields are kind of an invisible hazard that um, we deal with every day. And we think uh, our research shows that uh, the link to cancer is not really the most serious thing. Uh, the link to serious illness, uh, form, you know, forms like cancer and uh, brain tumors, people using the handheld cellular phones, isn't really the most serious effect of electromagnetic fields. Um, almost everybody has uh, had the experience of hiking out in the country, um, and that kind of calm, peaceful, highly uh, kind of um, 
focused and balanced and, uh, you know, just an enhanced sense of yourself that we experience when we're out hiking in the woods versus being in the city. Uh, Joe, you were talking about the idea of, of our feeling emotionally grounded and mentally and psychically aware when we're out walking in nature. Uh, I suppose you're moving towards what the problem is when we're in our homes or, or around the uh, EMF, as you call it, electromagnetic fields. Yeah, Bruce, exactly. As we move from hiking out in the, in the, in, in the woods, out in the country, and of course we don't get to do that as often as we'd like, but it really feels you know, quite incredible. We're exhilarated, calm, balanced, and centered, and then we come back into the city, back under the influence of the electromagnetic grids, the omnipresent electromagnetic fields that constantly surround us, and we start feel we lose that. We lose that natural sense of ourselves. We lose that sense of, uh, of who we are, and pretty quickly we get very, very physically stressed. And we also get very, very um, fuzzy-headed, uh, almost like a condition of brain fog. Yeah, you, you've, you say people become literally irritable and, and disoriented and, and suffer from mild depression and anxiety, all of this because of EMF. Exactly. Yeah, studies, many, many studies have shown this effect. Now, the media generally talks about the most sensational, you know, aspects of EMF, and that is long-term exposure to elevated fields uh, have been linked to, you know, serious illness like cancer, but um, those, those links are, for some people in the scientific community, a little tenuous, and they're not like huge, giant increases. Uh, the interesting thing, though, is that a simple thing like using an electric shaver Men who use electric shavers, which, you know, you're using only five or ten minutes a day, um, study, a very well-known study has shown a uh, double the rate of leukemia for men who use electric shavers versus men who don't. So that's still not a big, big, you know, double it sounds like a big increase, and it is, especially if you're one of those, of those people, but it's still, you know, not a, a huge uh, um, risk. In other words, uh, there aren't uh, a giant number of people getting leukemia because of using electric razors. Um, so we think that really the, the, the effect that of electromagnetic fields, the thing that affects all of us all the time is the quality of life factor or the stress, the physiological stress. If you put people, Bruce, a hundred people in a field out in, you know, out in the woods where they're hardly exposed to any man-made electromagnetic radiation, and you instrument them with biofeedback equipment the kind, and use the standard testing protocols that uh, measure muscle tension and stress in the subjects, and then you increase that field to the level you'd find in a typical home, you'll see a, a significant jump in physiological stress and muscle tension in everybody. So, so our, 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 our environments are, are literally weakening us and, and probably making us sick. Yes, that, that lowers, you know, the immune system that uh, reduces our ability to deal with other forms of stress in our lives. Um, so, uh, in other words, our ability to deal with interpersonal stress, if we have children, our ability to deal with the stress of raising children, if we're teachers, the ability to work with the kids in the classroom, all of those things. And by the way, classrooms... Um, have a significantly elevated amount of electromagnetic radiation that's yeah. been increasing over the years. We're going to talk more about that, but I want to definitely do something here. Uh, 
You know, the United States, uh, I guess, does not really spend a lot of time taking this seriously, but the Swedish government has had studies going back 25 years, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. They've, they've taken it very seriously in Sweden. And it was started because uh, back about 12 years ago, as computers became started to be commonly used in the workplace, the Swedish uh, White Collar Office, office Workers Union um, you know, we're concerned about the effect of this new technology on um, on people and you know using computers because, like in Sweden, like in the United States, we all grew up with our parents telling us, "Don't sit too close to the television." Well, of course, when you use a computer, you're sitting very, very close, within 18 inches of what is the equivalent of a television screen or a cathode ray tube, with an electron beam blasting you right, you know, right at your head. And so they took it fairly seriously, and they, they um, started conducting a lot of studies on these effects. And it culminated with a major research uh, study funded by the Swedish government on a half a million people exposed to elevated electromagnetic fields, either in the home or in the workplace. And it did show um, you know, some pretty serious effects. And as a result, Sweden is leading the world um, in terms of setting standards for electromagnetic radiation exposure. All right, now, we don't want to talk for the whole show about the bad news, because, frankly, anyone can hear this anywhere. What I, <clears throat> the reason that I brought you on the show was because I was actually not just, not just amazed with the products that you sell, but I was absolutely floored when I learned a lot of the information that you're telling us this evening. Uh, and of course, I always look for a resolution because I, my, my feeling is it's easy to start saying what's wrong, but can you make it right? And, and I was absolutely, uh, ha you know, just, <laughs> I mean, I was overwhelmed when I started learning more about the Claris systems. Let's just talk real quickly about this. What are the benefits that Claris users report? Well, Bruce, the, uh so the really exciting thing, as you said uh, just just before, is that the uh, there is good news to this whole story of electromagnetic fields. And the good news is that uh, back in 1986, a team of researchers started researching the effects of electromagnetic fields on, on cellular systems like human cells and whole uh, whole systems like total human physiological responses. And what they discovered um, after two years' worth of research is the actual mechanism by which electromagnetic fields cause uh, biological stress. And that's very important because in order to solve a problem, you have to understand what the mechanism or what it is that's causing the problem. And the problem is with electromagnetic fields, man-made electromagnetic fields that surround us and that we encounter all the time, you know, every, every place we go in, in our modern world, is that Electromagnetic fields are its kind of like good and bad cholesterol. Remember, 20 years ago, we all thought cholesterol was, all forms of cholesterol were bad for us. And recently, it's been discovered that there are good forms and bad forms of cholesterol. Well, it turns out that electromagnetic fields are kind of like that. There's a good portion of the field, and there's a bad portion of the field. And it's a little bit like uh, a Dolby uh, button on your stereo system. You know, if you're listening to a cassette tape and it sounds kind of all right, and then all of a sudden you, you, you push the Dolby noise reduction button, and it sounds much better. And that's because you're electronically filtering out the random, the, the noise, the high-frequency noise or hiss created by the charged particles on the magnetic media that don't carry any music. And that's what our research group discovered uh, with electromagnetic fields. 
And this is a very, very important discovery because it tells us what part of the field is causing the problem, and it's the random uh, charged particles in the field. Uh, an electrical engineer would call it noise, and not an audible noise, but just disordered random energy. And with that discovery, uh, the research group then was able to create a technology that very simply is kind of like a Dolby system for an electromagnetic field. It eliminates the electrostatic buildup in the field. And that electrostatic buildup is what is causing the biological stress. And a simple way of thinking of it is if you're in your car listening to your AM radio, you're hearing the music loud and clear and everything's great, and then you drive underneath a high-tension power line. What do you hear? We don't hear music anymore. We hear a lot of noise. And the human cell, of which, of course, we have trillions of cells in our body, is much more sophisticated, much more complex than an AM radio in any car. And it's much more susceptible to disruption and interference and, you know, these negative the negative effects of these charged particles of this electrostatic noise in an electromagnetic field. And every human cell communicates with every other human cell you know, with a biomagnetic um, uh, signal, basically. That's how hormones uh, stimulate the cells. We're basically, uh, we know because of modern medical research and holistic medicine and oriental eastern forms of medicine that we're truly biomagnetic highly sophisticated biomagnetic uh, organisms and delicately balanced and, and in fact uh, every cell in our body exists within uh, an electromagnetic uh, field and that field is is very easily disrupted by these electro by the man-made electromagnetic frequencies that we're constantly that constantly surround us now, my understanding is that, is that you get the feeling that you're out in the country, in your house, you sleep better, you sleep deeper, you, you might even sleep less. Um, it brings the mind and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, Bruce. A lot of people report that. Um, so these are fairly simple electronic devices. What shall I say? Nullify the effect? That's probably the right word. Um, before we take our calls, and my goodness, they're, they're lined up now, Joe, so we're going to get those people uh, very quickly. You sent me a very interesting study uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, that just came out on the 28th of November. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners about it? Well, it's very exciting. Um, there are uh, studies that link um, electromagnetic fields to learning disabilities in children, and it's serious because uh, there are 40 to 50 percent of all kids in school today have exhibit some form of learning disability, and that's things like attention deficit disorder, uh, hyperactivity, or dyslexia. And, you know, that's 40 to 50 percent of all children in school today. And that's, that's an awful lot of kids, and that gives, gives you an idea why, you know, schools are having such problems. And there are many studies that have shown that electromagnetic fields in the classroom coming from fluorescent light transformers, computers, and, you know, all the electrical systems in a school building put together a double-blind uh, placebo study. That is, we had uh, the whole school equipped with our units, all their computer systems had our computer applications, and every other classroom had our whole home units. And um, one week they had A units, and the next week they had units that are labeled B. These units were exactly identical on the outside, Bruce. 
but on the inside, one of the units, kind of like a dr- controlled drug study. Right, so in other words, no, so people did not know for sure whether the units were actually uh, working units or, or pretend units, right? Exactly, inactive pretend placebo units or real units. Nobody knew which was which. And um, the, the, what made this an ideal place to do this kind of a study is that this school has had a lot of success with kids with learning disabilities because they've identified 11 key problem or maladaptive behaviors that when these kids are exhibiting these behaviors, then their performance goes way down. And so they had uh, a lot of data, a lot of baseline data, and they had an ability to track the behavior of these kids. You know, we didn't have to interview the, the students or the teachers or do anything. We didn't have to change anything in the school environment except put these units in the school. Um, the, the active and placebo units. There was alternating uh, weeks. So one week they would have one group of units, next week another, and then back and forth, four, four weeks in a row. And the results were quite astounding. Um, the, kind of the, the, the interesting story, on the third, middle of the third week on a Wednesday, I called the school director to see how the logistics of the test were going in terms of switching the units on time. And she said, um, yeah, everything is fine. Um, uh, Dr. Wiseman said, everything is fine. The only thing that uh, is interesting is that, you know, we asked you to put the units here in the school office because we have computers and things like that, even though we're not part, officially part of the study. And we already know here in the school office, and of course we're not talking to the teachers because this is a double-blind study, but we know here in the school which are the act in the office, which are the real units and which are the fake units. All right, let's take our first call. Wayne Lafayette, Indiana. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Wayne. Um, I think that there are quite a wide variety of effects that have been reported due to this low-frequency electromagnetic energy. But from what I've understood, it's always a result of the time-varying fields, not the electrostatic fields. All right, your comment, Joe. Very good, Wayne. Yeah, we're, when we're talking about electrostatic fields, um, Wayne is absolutely right. He's talking about frequency effects due to dynamic uh, frequencies uh, in either the electrical or magnetic field, and it's primarily the magnetic field. Wayne, when I talked about the electrostatic buildup, I'm not talking about frequencies. I'm talking about random, uh, the random subparticles that the frequencies are made up of. So um, you're, ab- you're correct. And what our technology does is clarify those frequencies. It's kind of, it takes the white noise energy off the frequency band so that the frequency is still there, but it's an infinitely small trace of energy instead of a big fuzzy band of energy. Now, are you trying to add to the energy in order to to overwhelm it, or are you trying to actually subtract off the existing energy? Subtract off the noise. We're filtering off the noise. In other words, you try to sense the existing field and then counteract it by just... No. No, we're not. That would be uh, like noise cancellation. Yeah, right. And that's only feasible when you have a very single source, a point source of electromagnetic fields of very specific frequencies. Then you can do that feasibly. Uh, But that's not the case in terms of the ordinary kinds of electromagnetic fields we encounter because there are too many sources from too many different directions. So what we're doing is not removing the frequencies, but again, uh, stripping the white noise off of the bandwidth. Well, now, if, you, if you're not removing frequencies, all you can do is add. Uh, well, only only if you're talking about frequencies, Wayne. We're not. We're dealing with the, um, you know, like a wave in the ocean would be like an electromagnetic frequency. 
All right, Wayne, we got to let you go, otherwise we're not going to be able to get some of these other callers on. But, Thanks, Wayne. But, but the point, uh, I guess, that's important here, and I think Wayne has definitely asked a very good question, is that uh, he basically has a much deeper understanding than I have, but I think I understand that he's, he's asking this. Uh, are you adding something, and you're saying that you don't add? No. What? Yeah, and I think what he's getting at is... Um, is the uh, is it a frequency cancellation type of technology? And it's kind of it's it's much more like a uh, a magnet organizing iron filings. We've all seen magnets align iron filings into coherent patterns. We're taking the energy that makes up the frequencies and we're organizing that energy. And so the frequencies are there, but they don't have any white noise associated with this. Again, like filtering out. West Palm Beach, welcome to the show. Oh, this is Roy. Roy, I got you, Roy. <laughs> Yes, um, I have a question. Uh, is is our body, uh, our uh, human biomechanical structure, is it with the uh, electrostatic buildup? Is it as prone to uh, as much as uh, the object that you would find out of a dryer? Because you know when you take your socks out, then you you can hear the static electrical. Uh, imp, you know, impulses where they, you know, when you take it out and you've got like uh, some type of uh, static, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And and uh, uh, you know, after you get your clothes out of the dryer. And so you know, are you asking, is this stuff like, uh, you know, bounce or something? Like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just wondering if our bodies can relate to that. that this is. That's you know, good. an example. All right, good. In a sense, it's, good we, question, call it, Roy. we call it accumulated capacitance dispersion. But, yeah, in a sense, it's it's eliminating the electrostatic buildup in the field, and that's different than, as the caller before said, an electrostatic field itself. It's kind of like stripping the noise off of the frequency. So, yeah, in a sense, you could say that why electromagnetic fields are disruptive to the cell is as the frequencies pass through, and, of course, every cell every one of the trillions of cells in our body is assaulted by thousands of these frequencies every fraction of a second. Right. And the frequency bandwidth, the frequency of course is, is a coherent uh, form of energy, but the associated uh, subparticles, millions of which are in a single sine wave, many of those are random. And so the, the bandwidth, if you could say the sine wave, if you could visualize it, Roy would be very fuzzy. And oh. that fuzzy quality, uh, again, is like the white noise on a, you know, that when you push a Dolby noise reduction right. button, it takes that noise out. So what our technology is essentially like a noise reduction uh, filter for an electromagnetic field. I notice a lot of people have been exposed to the EMF and the environment that we live in today. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that uh, people can recover, or is this a permanent thing? Is this a, I mean, does it cause permanent damage? No, it doesn't. Yet, yes, and no. It, it could, in some cases, if we've been exposed to very, very strong fields. For example, there are a lot of environmentally ill people, and now in the United States and in all industrialized countries, there's a growing number of people who become hyper. Uh, sensitive to all types of chemicals. It's called multiply chemically sensitive, or MCS, uh, phenomena. And um, they're hypersensitive to natural allergens as well. And uh, they become also hyperreactive to electromagnetic fields. They literally can feel light bulbs going on, on and off in another room because the magnetic field goes through walls. And even though a light bulb doesn't produce a huge electromagnetic field, these people 
are so sensitive that, you know, they have a very difficult time because it's hard to escape uh, electricity. It's all around us. Roy, got to let you go, but I really appreciate that. That was some very good questions. Okay, uh, we have on the phone, hopefully still hanging on there, Charles from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Charles. Yeah, good morning. Um, I'm going to know if I'm at risk. I am a uh, motorcycle officer, policeman, and I use the handheld uh, uh, radar. Hey, we've heard some interesting things about that. Now, of course, I hope you're not holding it down too low. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, also, I use the uh, portable radio, the, you know, to contact uh, the headquarters and everything. That's uh, right, and that's up like by what risk I am. That's up by your the, your head there, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, good question, Joe. Yeah. Um, question about the uh, radio um, set you're using. Is, it's not cellular frequency. You know what the frequencies uh, are? It's a UHF. UHF. Uh, okay. Four seventy band. Okay, uh, that's much better. Cellular is especially dangerous because uh, the frequency of cellular is just below uh, microwave. And right. we all know microwave cooks, you know, there's a thermal heating property to microwaves that we find very useful in microwave ovens, but not very useful if we're heating our brains. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's you're much safer, you know, with, with uh, the lower frequencies. Um, in terms of the radar, the radar gun, um, again, as long as you're not resting it you know, on your lap or anything, um, <laughs> you're pointing it, you're holding it arm's length, I guess. Yes, and uh, yeah, in the wintertime, like here in Atlantic City, um, you know, I'm insulated with clothing and everything. I don't know if that helps. No, or... it doesn't help too much. Clothing, you know, the, the magnetic field, which is the one to worry about, goes through literally every, goes through lead. That's why these, you know, anti-radiation screens that some people use on computers don't aren't really too helpful because the, the, they will filter out the weak electrical field, shield that, but the magnetic field goes right through. Now, you're, you're a motorcycle cop, is that right, Charles? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Do you ever, you uh, ever sit- constantly up to six hours a day using the, uh, the handheld ra- the, uh, radar. Because they have this thing called car clear, but you're not in a, a squad no, car. No, I'm, I'm on a on a cycle. Right. You don't have a, a cigarette lighter there on the motorcycle. Yes, huh? I do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Well, there is. Yeah, we could use our car device, and that would be a, a pretty good thing to use, especially since you also have an alternator generator pretty close to you. Yes, that's correct. And um, so you could plug our car device into it. It plugs into a cigarette lighter. Okay. Um, and uh, you probably have more exposure forgetting about the, uh, you know, the radar gun and the radio, just even the, the, the um, electrostatic, uh, well, the, the electromagnetic field created by the uh, alternator generator. Wow. So okay. um, that, hey, that would be a good yeah, thing I have your number, and I will definitely will call. Great. Hey, Charles, thanks for the call. It's great having you listen to us. Right, thank you very Maybe much. Maybe you could fix a ticket for me out here in <laughs> California. <laughs> thanks, Charles. Uh, very quickly, what does this thing look like, the CL100? The CL100, the whole home device, the simple electronic device that neutralizes electromagnetic fields in a home, uh, looks a lot like a digital clock. In fact, it has a clock display, so you can, you can tell right. time as well. And uh, it's about seven inches long, three inches high. I'm sorry, two, uh, three inches deep, two inches high. It's attractive looking. Okay. Uh, pretty, or you know, very good looking. All right. Uh, Anne, Clearwater, Florida, we have time for a quick question. What do you want to say? Well, I uh, am blind, and I live in a one-bedroom apartment with my husband, and uh, we have a lot of electrical appliances. We have, uh, you know, a TV and a stereo and uh, electric stove and a uh, also a um, 
a uh, toaster oven, and uh, we. Uh, I just wonder what kind of um, a unit I would need. Um, I would recommend our whole home system. It's uh, you know good good for a larger home than what you described, but uh, it would cer- certainly work for a one bedroom apartment as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay. the, that's uh, the my husband also has a uh, an oxygen machine, you know that that's electrical, and um, of course uh, it's on the other side of uh, me. Uh, I'm, I sleep in a queen size bed with my husband. And I'm sorry, but I've got to let you go because we're going to run out of time. But I really appreciate your call, and I hope you'll uh, keep listening and, and call back again soon. Uh, Joe, we... Oh, I'm sorry, did you want to say something? Oh, I just was thanking the listener for calling us. Joe, thanks. We ran out of time. Uh, what a great show. I hope we'll do this again. I look forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.